For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. You, between you, me, the tree, rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 405 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Turgle the Shithead Frog. And I'm your host, Will Witten. Did I get the episode number right, Will Witten? Yeah, I think so. That's good. I don't know much about podcasting because I'm a shithead frog. Well, I'll tell you, I'm glad to have you here. I'm I'm not glad to be here. No? I don't even know why I'm here. I don't like Star Wars. I'm a shithead frog. You're in Star Wars to not like Star Wars. Yeah. You know what I do like? What do you like? Ruining people's lives. Oh my goodness. Because I'm a shithead frog. Why would you do that, Turgle? I don't know. Ruining lives. I can't do it anymore. Bruh, that was for Noah. Noah was like, oh, man, you should start off the show doing Turgle and see how long you could keep it going. A minute and eight seconds. Felt like I was talking to a puppet. Well, it felt, like- felt like I was on, like, local access TV. <laughs> <laughs> there's, like, like Turgle, the shithead frog. Mm-hmm. Every day. What activity are we doing now, Will? <laughs> Whew. It was only a minute and eight seconds, but it felt like it went on for a lifetime. So, (laughs) listen, buddy. We got some pretty cool shit to talk about this week. One is, well, we'll get into it. But um, we got a huge reveal for what seems to be the next Star Wars game that we'll get. Um, There's been some, there's been some release date shuffling. Of the Star yeah, Wars movies. That. Shit, man. Stop it! Um, well, the big one was, from what I saw, was the Avatar stuff being pushed back to 2031. That's the last movie. 
So that's like okay. Avatar five. So three and four oh, will okay. be out before. Okay. Well, five, that makes more you know. sense. I yeah. thought the next one. No, if wasn't the next one got twenty thirty one, I was like, that is quite some time, James Cameron. What the fuck did you need to edit? <laughs> yeah, for real. And that's oh, fun. That's fun. We filmed them all at the same time. Mm, did you? 2031? Um, so listen, we'll get into all of that, but before then, you guys know the deal, blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com for all your blue harvest needs. You'll find links to our Twitter, our Twitch, our Instagram, Twitch, by the way, twitch.tv slash blueharvestpod, where- Blowing up these days. I'd be, I'd be streaming. These days. I'd be streaming. Actually, I'll get into it a little bit, but uh, I was going to stream today, but I ended up having to take the day off because of a personal project I took on that took way longer than I thought it would. And um, the case. Now, listen, guys. Next week, most likely, Will and I will not be releasing an episode, and that is because starting at 11 p.m., Central Time, 12 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Pacific Time on June 21st, Wednesday, June 21st. So the first day of summer, technically, I believe. Technically. Also, exactly one week from today, I will be undertaking a 16-hour stream to celebrate <laughs> the release of Final Fantasy 16. So, come hang out on usher Twitch. it in, my man. Right? Come hang out. Um, watch me lose my mind. Obviously, I don't expect anybody to be there the whole time, but, you know, pop in occasionally, check on your boy Halls, watch his slow descent into madness. Oh, man, you could make a documentary. Like, just get, like, one person to stick with you through the whole stream <laughs> and, like, film it on both your ends. It's a million-dollar documentary right there. So, that's what I'm going to be up to. Um, come hang out. I'm very excited for that game. We'll see how it goes. Now, also, on blueharvest.rocks or myweirdfoot.com, you can find a link to our Patreon, where if you really enjoy the show and you want to support us, keep the lights on, keep those medical bills being paid. Sheesh. Uh, you can. For as little as $3 a month, you'll get access to all our bonus shows. Most recently, I put up a brand new Star Wars Year by podcast with our buddy Steel, <clears throat> and... He and I recorded another one today, so that'll be coming up very soon. And you got Cooking with Will, Oh No, It's Hall Solo, immediate reactions to all the Star Wars shows that come out on Disney+, Plus, all kinds of good stuff, over at patreon.com slash blueharvestpodcast, and a big old, big old kiss on the turkey neck to all our patrons. You guys are the best. Buddy, how have you been? How's your week been? It has been chaotic mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and physically painful what? but i have accomplished a lot of stuff in this week okay so buddy i just gotta ask like so you know it's not just on wednesdays or thursdays you know we normally record on thursdays we're recording on wednesday again this week but that's not the only time we talk what's been physically painful my dude i about a week ago i guess it was just before the podcast last week I had um, I got a new electric lawnmower uh -huh. from Lowe's, and when I picked it up, I lifted that bitch, you know, Conan the Barbarian style, and just put it in the truck. And later on that evening, my back, my lower back, started to hurt, and it's been hurting ever since. That's a pull <coughs> of muscle. Um, I did some lifting that 
you know, I'm just power lifting without stretching or being in any kind of shape. I am not in any kind, you know, like, you know, I, it was dumb. And so my back has been bothering me for, you know, the length of time. It's starting to get better, but there's a couple of days where, you know, just a certain movement or like a certain, like bending over at a certain degree will like take your breath away. Oh, just that I catch hate that shit. of pain yeah. that like, like it literally makes you go, <gasps> you know, like. Or you just... cough or sneeze and you dread it. Like you feel yeah. a sneeze coming yeah, you on. you know it's coming. And your brain, your brain goes, just don't sneeze. Just don't sneeze and it won't tweak your back anymore. Mm, and you yeah, can't. your kids, kids come up to you like, pick me up, pick me up. And you're like, oh, please no. Please God, please no. no. Oh, please Please God. no. Just be okay on the floor, please. Please. Not now. Not now, please. <laughs> and then you do the funny side bend to pick them. You know, just been giving me a hard time. But I have been pushing it hardcore. And I got my green egg set up. I got, I changed the water filter in the fridge. I broke down all the boxes in the garage. Took them to the dumpster. Like, I got a bunch of shit done. Well, hell My mom yeah. has been helping with the kid. Well, that's awesome, buddy. Kids. I'm glad to hear you've been productive. I know that feels nice, man, getting a bunch yeah. of shit knocked out. So it today... It feels like nothing, but... Um, um, I... So I talked about it last week, the um, the surprise fucking toilet disaster, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Tank on the toilet cracked, flooded the bathroom, water pulled out into the hall. So ever since then, I've had this ritual of laying down towels picking up the old towels, washing them, drying them, switching them out. Like, that's what I do all day. Take a break right. from work, switch out the towels. Fucking take a break from playing a video game, switch out the towels. You know what? That's that's all yeah. my schedule. <laughs> and it did a pretty decent job of getting it all fucking dried up. But anytime you're dealing with, like, a water disaster and carpet, like, it makes me a little nervous, right? Yeah, because that moisture is going to get probably behind the wall somewhere and maybe even produce mildew. So today, you know, my day off, my first day off, I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break out the carpet steamer and I'm just going to like give the hallway and the entrance to my room because that's as far as the water went. Just a mm -hmm. good carpet cleaning, man. Just go over it real thoroughly. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, that'd probably take an hour, hour oh, and a no. half to get knocked out bro mm -hmm. when you texted me when you texted me to say hey i'm about to start setting up i was literally dumping out the last load of gross water from the carpet steamer oh like, my goodness Oz. i i woke up i had breakfast uh my groceries got delivered i, I put those all up and then i got to work right and i uh -huh. took a break after the first three or four passes and took a shower recorded a podcast with steel and then got back to it again boom buddy and it worked like like it definitely did the trick but it took fucking forever and the water that that carpet cleaner was pulling out was gross bro i can only imagine dude like, i can only so imagine when i started i was like okay so because you know who am i a professional carpet cleaner no i was thinking okay well, what I need to do is keep doing this until the water it pulls out is not dirty anymore, which it eventually happened. It stopped pulling yeah. out dirty water, but it took forever. I went through a bottle and a half of carpet cleaning solution in that machine, bro. You know what's funny, cause is 
the the water from the tank in your toilet is basically clean. That's yeah, just no, water. that's clear. That's clean water. Like all the gross shit was what was in the carpet. No, you know, well, like, it it was all the it, well, you know, like little animal feet walking up and down the wet hallway, wheelchair right. wheels, like it right. was, it was so. I, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was <laughs> what was in the floor. Mm-hmm. It but, was crazy. That's crazy. But it's clean now. It's clean. That's impressive, nice. dude. I got it done. But boy, was it. That's a really smart too, because the suction helped probably suck up whatever excess water was. Yeah, down and there. it's it's a little damp now from because it was dry. It had finally yeah. been dry, and it's a little damp now from just you know doing the carpet cleaning process. But yeah, when we get done, I'm probably gonna go run just the suction on it two or three yeah. more times to see if I can pull any more water out. But that's smart. <sighs> What a pain in the ass. So, Dude, buddy, right? We got uh, we got some things to talk about this week. It's not one of those weeks where I'm like scraping the bottle of the barrel for Star Wars shit to talk about. So, at this point, it's almost comical how many times the next Star Wars movie has been delayed. You know, originally, what was it going to be? Fucking 2021. Or 2022. Yeah. And then it was 2025. Boom. And and as recently as Star Wars Celebration, Kathleen Kennedy said that December 2025 was what they were aiming for. But she didn't want to make any promises. And immediately mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's probably getting delayed then. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, I, I'll, I do want to say, like, this isn't just Star Wars. And it's not, I don't feel indicative of anything going wrong with the production of any of these movies um, because everything Disney related got delayed. Every Marvel movie, every Star Wars movie, Avatar, like you mentioned, everything got an across the board delay. Um, and, you know, I'm sure some of it has to do with the writer's strike and the potential director's strike and all these things, right? Or the right. Screen Actors Guild strike, so on and so forth. <laughs> but, you know, what are you going to do? So, the weird thing is, Will, do you remember back in the year of our Lord 2017, we came out of the theater, we saw a little movie called The Last Jedi, and we were like, wow, only in five more months, we get another Star Wars movie. That that Star Wars movie was solo, and um, it didn't do so hot. Didn't perform so well. Right. Um, and... You know, after that, they uh, definitely stepped back and, you know, it seemed like they weren't going to be doing that again, right? They were going to space them out a little more. And, you know, there's been a lot of talk of about talk about, oh, we should make Star Wars an event. At this point, I don't see how it could be anything but of an event because by the time this comes out, if it keeps the date it has, it will have been seven and a half years since the mm-hmm. last star wars movie 2019 right uh no six and a half six and a half years um but as it stands right now the next two mo- star wars movies are scheduled for may 22nd 2026 and december 18th 2026 yeah that is two star wars movies mm, about seven months apart um God help us all. Good luck. Godspeed, Rebels. Because, I don't know, man. 
I don't know. The further they keep pushing these things back, the more likely it is that I don't get to see these motherfuckers at this point. So stop it! Get a damn movie in the theater! That's not the case. It is the case. Statistically, it's the case. I'm not saying I'm not going to be here in 2026. Hope I am. I'm not being that fucking dour. But I'm just saying, statistically, the further and further it gets out, the less likely I get to see these things, man. Yeah, I mean, I understand. A lot of it is not knowing what to do with yourself once the trilogy ends. You know, I, I'm i not talking shit about anybody in particular, but like moves that you would have thought would have been planned. What were you going to do after the trilogy? You know, after after you released the sequel trilogy? What direction? Like, you didn't even write the three movie. You just were going to do one movie, and you're going to find your way. It's so big, it can't fail. It's Star Wars, like... I don't have to steer the ship, you know, like it'll steer itself. <laughs> well, like I that mean, this is the thing. It's why it, we it, have such a long draw, I feel like. Well, we also can't can't forget that they've had a lot of plans for what they were going to do. It's not like they were just like, I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. It's just a lot of those is plans. It just because Solo, you think it's because Solo didn't do well that a lot of that didn't happen? No, no. I mean, any plans that they, if they had any other plans for character focused Star Wars movies like Solo, obviously mm -hmm. those got pushed aside after what okay. Solo did. Yeah. And I think right. that, you know, I think it obviously played a factor in Obi-Wan getting changed from a movie to a series, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that turned out to be a net positive. We got a lot more out of that story than we would have just a single movie, right? Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, there has been uh, a lot of people brought on for Star Wars that are no longer working on Star Wars. Now, the Game of Thrones dudes, good riddance. No thank you, you know? That doesn't bother me one bit. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's been, you know, they've been trying to crack the code of what do you do post wrapping up the the sequel trilogy and i think there's been a lot of things thrown around and a lot of things attempted that just for one reason or the other didn't see the light of day um mm -hmm. now like i said these delays i don't think because not every single fucking movie in dis in production at disney is having these issues it's not uh, this is i don't think this is a star wars or lucasfilm issue this particular delay as much as it is um, just a, a, across the board, movies release dates getting shuffled it around. Like the next Avengers movie got delayed by a whole year, so mm -hmm. it's it's everything under the Disney umbrella. Um, it just gets a lot of attention because it's Disney. It's some of the biggest franchises, right? Well, I imagine the writer strike may have something to do with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was, I was saying. Like that certainly has to play some sort of a factor in it. You know, um, and the uncertainty of when that's going to resolve and all those sort of things. Um, you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're already seeing <clears throat> some shows that are under or in production being um, delayed, right? Like the Daredevil show, right? Like it's it got shut down because of the writer's strike and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. um, it's just... It just sucks because, damn, do I want to go to a theater to see a new Star Wars movie? 
And damn, is it going to still be a little bit. Three years? Fuck. They're two years and 11 months. There we go. Pfft, look on the positive side. Fuck me, yep. I guess. Yeah. Fuck me, I guess. And listen, I ain't confident. There, there's not a damn thing that leads me to be confident that uh, will, those two movies are going to keep their respective release dates, you know? Yeah. They could. It would be surprising as hell at this point just because, I mean, you know, like I said, it's been pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Now, you know, putting their, all their eggs in the basket of the Rogue Squadron movie being the first one, you know, back in theaters, that is not a general company delay issue. That is a, you know, maybe you should have picked a better project. I don't know. I don't know with that one. That one's uh, that one's certainly an outlier. <clears throat> but as it stands right now, we have May 22nd, December 18th, and I believe also December 2027 for the next three Star Wars movies. So that would, if I had to guess, May 22nd, 2026 is the Ray movie, right? The one post episode nine. December 18th, 2026 would be uh, probably the Filoni movie, the Mando movie. The EcoFlow Delta Two. Okay, is and the EcoFlow Delta Two. Thanks for playing an ad. Um, <laughs> and the third Not one just is- just a battery. Why are you doing it again? The third one would be the James G Mangold, you know, ancient Star Wars movie or whatever in 2027. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I guess we'll see. I guess we shall see. I sure, sure would like to uh, have some confidence in this, but I, I, I literally sit here and I go, well, that probably means the one in May will get pushed back to December 2026, and then the Filoni movie, it might come out in 2027, and so on and so forth. Right. Um, and I don't even know what those Avatar release dates are because those... <laughs> 2031 yeah right all right good luck good luck james good luck to you jim hmm. 2031 it's like 22 years after the release of the first movie yeah that's a little extreme right i would think that's longer right the the wait between avatar one and the last avatar movie is longer than the wait between return of the jedi and the phantom menace Put that in your pipe and smoke it. I think that's true. Um, in happier news, Will, do you remember? Do you remember just a couple of episodes ago I said, you know, there might be a chance we see that new Star Wars game during the Ubisoft presentation this summer. You remember me saying that? I said, they got a presentation coming up and they're working on a Star Wars game. We might see that shit. Or at least an announcement of its title and shit. Well, buddy, right. we got a whole lot more than that. So we're kind of in the middle of what used to be E3 season. E3 is not really a thing anymore. Um, and there's been a lot of, you know, video game presentations. Sony did one. Xbox did one. Capcom. Ubisoft. Um, and to close out the Xbox conference, they showed off the first uh, cinematic trailer for Star Wars Outlaws. Um, that is the upcoming 
uh, Star Wars open world game being developed by Massive Entertainment, who, weirdly enough, are also putting out a Avatar game this December. <coughs> um, Frontiers of Pandora, I believe it's called. Now, you know, if you, have, if you are familiar with following games and stuff like a cinematic trailer is one thing, right? Like, it's CG, it gives you sort of the vibe of the trailer or of the game, you know, introduces you to some characters in the era that this game's taking place in, but it doesn't feature actual gameplay. The trailer was very cool and very well done, but besides getting excited about, oh, well, you know, it's got a title, we know it's coming, Hard to get too, too invested in just a cinematic trailer, right? Because right. that is in no way indicative of the final product. However, after the Xbox conference, Ubisoft came out and said, oh, by the way, tomorrow we're going to show off gameplay in our conference. And they sure did. Ten minutes of it, no less. Um, and both you and I have watched it. I'm going to pull it up so we can just sort of take a look at it while we talk about it, um, just so it's fresh. But, um, well, that's cool. So, I don't know why, but this is the second time Skype has done this to me. Uh, yesterday, when I was recording with Steve, I was trying to screen share something with him, and it just disconnected our call. So uh, oh, wow. I won't be uh, screen sharing this so we can watch it together, I guess. Boy, that sucks. Boy, that chaps my ass. Um, anyways, what did you think of the gameplay we saw, buddy? I thought that it was amazing. Uh, it really has me excited for this Star Wars game. How awesome it looks, how open world it claims to be. Uh, feels like it's got that Grand Theft Auto feel, but like better, way better, way more polished, way more Star Wars. Right. I love the feel of the blaster. Like that was really cool. So, Having your little animal buddy. Really yeah, cool. Yeah, you know, I dig that. So yeah. I'll say the one thing that felt a little rough to me was the blaster gameplay. But. Okay. That's also the one thing that would be easiest for them to tune up between now and the release, you know? It just looked slightly janky in a couple of parts, but that's easy enough, right? Everything else, right. I was pretty damn impressed with. Like, graphically, it looks amazing. Um, I like the character design. Of course, I love the little creature. The little creature is my dude. Um, mm -hmm. And I do think it did a good job. So this is the thing, right? <clears throat> this game, this is what they call a vertical slice, right? A vertical slice is where the development team works really hard on one section of a game to showcase it, either to investors or in this case to the public to show you what you're there, show them what they're working on, right? Mm -hmm. So. A lot of times it seems to be like one of the very first legs of the game, like a little minor arc or something. Yeah, yeah. And and this could, you know, this won't certainly be the opening of the game, but probably pretty early on in the game, right? Mm -hmm. And it, it, what it does is it shows you 
an overview of the systems and the gameplay, right? So you see in this trailer, there's a little bit of um, uh, stealth action going on. And then, you know, the character gets caught and it, you know, moves into sort of open combat with the blaster stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, I, what I think it did a really good job of is show what the scope that they're aiming for. Now, I think it's important, especially given the developer we're talking about here, to mention this is the scope they're aiming for. Ubisoft as a developer... <clears throat> have a little bit of a history of showing off games and then when they come out, uh, maybe not as, as great as they were shown off. Now, it's a little different when you're working with the Star Wars license, right? You know, mm -hmm. you would hope that would uh, mean they're, they'll put a little extra care into it. But sort of famously, the very first Watch Dogs game they showed off in a similar fashion, I might add, at E3. And then by the time um, it finally released, it was pretty severely downgraded from the initial footage. Now, I don't, oh, wow. I don't necessarily think that will happen with this game, um, but something to be aware of in their past, right? In Ubisoft's right. past. Um, now, that, that being said, like, I fucking dug the gameplay footage like you know it like i said you got to see some stealth you got to see some combat then it went into like the speeder bike segment that was really cool um i felt like it showed like a nice sense of speed and you even had like sort of that red dead dead eye system where you could slow down time which yeah um, i think you kind of need right in a speeder bike segment like that it's kind of hard absolutely to yeah. um graphically like i said looked really impressive um, and then a big one for me, something that stuck out that I really liked is when the main character gets back to the town where she's, <clears throat> you know, delivering whatever the item it is that she was going for, yeah. um, the space pearls or whatever the fuck, uh, yeah. we got to see some dialogue options, which means there's going to be at least somewhat branching story paths and different options for you to approach quests and stuff in this game. I'm a big fan right. of that. A bit of a Bioware feel there, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, what I really, really liked and was impressed by was when you jumped in the ship, the ability to go from, like, planet side to atmosphere to orbit to space. Yeah. That's that, that was cool. That was certainly going to be the next thing I hit because, you know, there's two ways you can approach an open world Star Wars game, which is what this aims to be, right? And I know they're kind of pushing it as the first open world Star Wars game. Mm, I don't know how accurate that is. I would say Star Wars Galaxies was pretty open world. Right. Um, granted, that's an MMO. Um, but uh, there's two ways you can go, right? You, If you're going open world Star Wars... Uh, and the, the way they didn't go, which I'm happy to see, is you could just have it set on a central planet, and that's the open world area, right? Right. Um, and, and you could make that planet massive and have all kinds of different places you could visit and stuff. But, you know, that would feel maybe a little restrictive, especially in... For Star Wars. For Star Wars, exactly. 
They didn't do that. What they did is they have like a full ship system. Like Will said, you can jump in your ship, hit atmosphere, go out into space. And they show the transition, right? From atmosphere to space. They get into some some space combat with some TIE fighters. They hit hyperspeed. Like, this is what I want from an open world Star Wars. Like Exactly. Let me have my ship. Let me control it. Like, like I don't need a ship that's just a loading screen, right? Mm -hmm. Um let me get in space battles. Let me go to different planets and shit. I think that is one hundred one I know this is irrelevant, but this is the one maybe the biggest letdown of Destiny was that your ship was just a cosmetic loading screen. Buddy, you you are not going to hear pushback from me on that. I 100% agree. I will give up that the ships look cool as fuck. They did look cool. Designed cool as shit. Yep. This, This was a sticking point with me and Destiny from day one because the way they first... And they didn't do it with, like, they didn't show it. So it's a difference between, the difference between Destiny and Outlaws, in that regard at least. They're two completely different type of games. Mm-hmm. Um, is that when they first described Destiny, they made it seem like you would be controlling your ship and flying in space and going planet to planet, but not as just a, a loading screen, right? Your ship, quote mm-hmm. with quotes around it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, I... I'm really excited about this. I'm excited for the potential of this. Now, they've said this game is coming next year, which on one hand doesn't surprise me because, you know, the EA exclusivity ends um, this year. This year is the last year for the EA exclusivity for the Star Wars license. So, you know, makes a lot of sense that developers... um, are gonna that have the Star Wars license are gonna want to jump on that. Oh, by the way, I think her ship looks awesome. The design of her ship is very oh, cool. Oh yeah, very cool. Um, now listen, I love the original trilogy. It would not have bothered me if they said it in an era other than the original trilogy, though. You know, we've gotten a yeah. hell of a lot of games set in that era. So, yeah. minor complaint though. Um, I think that's. I think. As far as villains go and the bad guys, I think that's peak Star Wars. The Empire is kind of at its peak. It has a stranglehold on the galaxy. Yeah, I mean, that's true. And and besides that, like, you know, anybody that has the chance to work in Star Wars, um, gaming or other, right? You mm-hmm. know, there's probably a high likelihood that they're going to want to play around in the original trilogy sandbox. But besides all that, like, it's probably still the most marketable era of Star mm-hmm. Wars. Um, I mean, the Empire is out of control with Palpatine at the seat. A galaxy's worth of resources. You built a damn Death Star. It got blown up. And you built a fucking another one. Mm-hmm. Like, jeez. Mm-hmm. Poor Andy Circus. One way out. Um, mm-hmm. But... <clears throat> I, I think this game has a lot of potential. I'm very excited. I wish I could play it now. Um, I'll say this. Everybody, just be prepared for this game to get delayed. Um, so mm-hmm. this game was officially announced in 2021, right? That's when they announced that Ubisoft was working on a 
open world Star Wars. Now, you know, 2021 to 2024, three-ish years of development, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it'll probably be the towards the end of 2024. It'll be like a holiday hype release. Um, so that's closer to four years at this point because I believe they announced it in January of 2021. So that's, you know, that seems about right, especially considering the resources and manpower that a massive developer like Ubisoft has behind them. Um, but listen, like, if there's something that gets delayed more than Star Wars movies, it's, star, it's not just Star Wars video games, it's any video game, right? Mm -hmm. To the point where it's a meme at this point. This game could end up getting delayed, and I think we should all kind of be a little prepared for that. I hope I'm wrong, right? But it could. Could I, be. It, I think it, I mean, I have no idea, but it kind of seems like the development even process, the development process of the games, no matter what date you send, they will inevitably go past that date. I mean, you couldn't, you know, you could probably set a goal that was, twice as long out as you thought and something's going to happen in the development process of where you wanted to go that mm -hmm. it ended up being longer than that like well so one thing i'll say that is a good sign for this game is we we don't we've never had someone come out and say this directly but you can infer it from a couple of things so we know for a fact knights of the old republic the remake for that was being developed by aspire and they were taken off of that and somebody else took over development. Now, how that development is going, we don't know. We haven't heard shit about it. But what we do know is that Lucasfilm Games, like the, the department within Lucasfilm that handles the licensing and is the go-between with the developers in Lucasfilm, saw what they were doing and weren't stoked with it, right? So the fact that Star Wars Outlaws is to the point where we're seeing it and we're seeing actual gameplay is a good sign, right? That means Lucasfilm Games, who have no doubt seen way more than what we saw today, are at least comfortable enough with them, you know, showing us the game and, you know, moving forward. So, <clears throat> it's, you know, we'll just have to see. Now, another thing we all need to be prepared for because we're all excited that it's not just EA making Star Wars games again, right? Like, I'm someone who's been a fan of each of the EA Star Wars games. I right. don't think it was a good idea to give that exclusivity to just one company. So we're going to be seeing a lot more Star Wars games coming, right? There's a chance that there might be two Star Wars games in 2024 because, again, EA has at least two most likely three Star Wars games in development right now, right? Yeah, I do you think they figured they were going to have competition once their deal expired and so they knew they'd had to have things in the works? No, I think it's more that just, especially given the setup with EA and Star Wars, is that clearly Respawn knocked it out of the park with Jedi Fallen Order, and they were like, clearly these guys do Star Wars well, we should give them the opportunity to do more, right? Right. Like, 
despite the fact that they've canceled a number of games and there's been some backlash related to some of their games, EA has made a lot of money with Star Wars video games. A lot of money. All the backlash for Battlefront 2 when it first came out didn't matter at all because that game sold like crazy. <laughs> crazy. And made them a shit ton of money. Go look up the numbers if you don't believe me. Like, anybody complain about that game all you want, but what matters at the end of the day to them is how much that game made. And it made a lot of money. They cried into their millions because yeah. they didn't make more millions so, of the millions they thought they could make. More than anything, I think EA is just, you know, uh, stoked with what Respawn has done with Star Wars and wants them, to, it, clearly they just want them to handle Star Wars under EA because mm -hmm. they've got a first-person shooter, a strategy game, and 100% they're going to be it, the initial work has probably already started on the third Cal Castus game. Jedi, whatever the fuck it ends up being called. <laughs> Jedi, whatever the fuck. Yep. Jedi Fallen Order, Jedi Survivor, and closing out the trilogy, Jedi whatever the fuck. <laughs> um, and this is not, like, listen, this isn't the only games we know. So... There's the Knights of the Old Republic remake. Who knows what's going on with that? There's fucking... Yeah, that's Limbo. Star Wars Eclipse, which may also be in Limbo. Um, that one doesn't bum me out too much because the dude who owns that studio is a huge piece of shit. Um, mm. And, you know, I need to do some research into that because I'm pretty sure that studio got either bought out or the majority of it got bought out. So he may not even be around anymore, which would turn me back into interested in Star Wars Eclipse. But I don't even know that that game's actually going to happen or ever come out. There has been some behind-the-scenes stuff about that game that makes it sound like its development is not going smoothly. Um, and then this week we found out that the former director of Star Wars 1313 is now working with Amy Henning on a Star Wars game. So there is some interesting Star Wars video game connections between these two, right? Brewing, yeah. Amy Hennig, not Henning, Hennig. So mm -hmm. um, there was a Star Wars game under development <clears throat> through EA. It was being led by Amy Hennig. Amy Hennig is known for, for like, the Uncharted uh, franchise, the Legacy of Kane franchise. She's got, like, a storied video game writing development history. She was working on a game with Visceral Studios. Visceral Studios was a studio under EA. They were previously best known for the Dead Space games, <clears throat> right? We even right. saw the slightest little clip of that game at an EA conference one year that just showed a dude stepping out of a cantina into Tatooine, and there were, like, TIE fighters flying around and shit. That's all we officially saw. Um, so that game gets canceled, and Visceral Studios got shut down. Okay? That was one of the big EA Star Wars game cancellations. Amy Hennig then goes to work for a video game developer by the name of Skydance Media. Last year, 
Skydance Media announced that she was working on a Marvel game with them, right? So they're in development okay. of a Marvel game. This year, they announced that she is working on a Star Wars game with them. So now Amy Hennig back working on Star Wars with a different developer, right? Well, this week, some enterprising individuals found that the director of Star Wars 13, Dominic Robillard, I probably fucked up that dude's last name, <laughs> um, has signed on to be a game director at Skydance Media working with Amy Hennig on the Star Wars game. So it is real fucking crazy to me that these two people who were at different points in their lives were heading up two different canceled Star Wars game projects, 1313 and whatever Amy Hennig's name was going to be, or game was going to be. Both got their games canceled and now are working together on a new game under a new developer. And we're going to keep Amy. seeing this. Amy Hennig's getting the band back together. Yeah. Um, so what we're going to see is a lot of other developers plop down the cash to get the Star Wars license and start making Star Wars video games, which is extremely exciting. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited mm -hmm. at that process, about that, uh, that uh, possibility. But not all of them are going to be good. Okay? Not all of them are going to be good. Just remember back in the day, like in the prequel era, when we were getting tons of Star Wars video games and there were some straight stinkers. That's the one thing we got to be prepared for. When you open the floodgates and anybody who's willing to play the, pay the licensing fee and makes a good pitch for a Star Wars video game gets a crack at it, there could be some doo-doo feces in our future. Mm -hmm. That's all I'm saying. Um, now, granted, with the exception of Eclipse, which, like I said, the behind-the-scenes reports on that game make it sound like it's struggling, or was struggling, if it's even a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing to believe that, you know, Massive Entertainment or, you know, Skydance Media or whoever, whoever it is that's working on a Star Wars game, are, are not qualified or not going to, you know, knock it out of the park. Just be prepared, is all I'm saying. Be cautious and be cautious when they tell us, cause they didn't say a date, right? They said 2024, but they didn't give us like a, a firm date. Be cautious with that 2024 for star Wars outlaws. Okay. Fly casual, fly casual. I don't know. Fly casual. <clears throat> keep your distance, but don't look like you're trying to keep your distance. I don't know. Fly casual. So buddy, do you want to, um, Wrap this bad boy up and hear from some friends of ours. Oh, yeah. Okay, so listen. Not that I'm ready to wrap it up, but right. um, I like hearing from our fans. I'm going to play listeners. I'm gonna play one of our, our little ditties. You're not going to be able to hear it this time because I don't want to try to screen share because it might disconnect the call. I'm going to have well, to try and fix that. Let's not do that. So I'm going to play it, and then I guess we only have one voicemail. It's from Jacob, the wizard. Um, okay. I guess I'm just going to have to do it old school and hold the phone up to the mic. So we can Ooh, both that hear. is old school. So here we go. I'm going to play the song, and I'll be right back with you, buddy, okay? All right.
head. The only Jedi master who can crush box deity. Cockhead, running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a real serene stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty, cockhead, so stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead, what you gonna do? When he comes on you right now He's a Jedi Council stooge But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow Cockhead 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 all righty so listen if you want to send in a voicemail or an email oh boy is it easy it's so easy how easy is it blue harvest podcast at gmail.com all right, so um, I really feel like I am doing a disservice to our buddy Jacob playing his voicemail this way, but I don't know how else to do it. So here we go. Is this Jacobo Wizardo? Yep. Mighty dudes of the harvest of blue, it is I, Jacobo Wizardo. And, uh, I just thought I'd do a wizardly check-in, see how you guys are doing, and uh, talk about three main points for this uh, voice message. Uh, item number one, I love that uh, my discussion of the Bigfoot conference was veiled in such mystery on episode 400. It really added the suspense. It was amazing. Freaking loved it. It was hilarious. And then it brought forth, you know, the interesting discussion of the, uh, in Ohio, the Frogland, uh, the Loveland Frog Monster, not the Frogland. It could be Frogland. But the interesting thing about Ohio is there is a lot of weird shit going on up there. Not Uh-oh. only is there, you know, the Loveland Frog Monster, there are Bigfoot sightings, UFO sightings countless other cryptids there's secret esoteric societies there they even had a hand in shaping the spiritualist movement of the uh, late 1800s into the early century so there's a lot of weird stuff going on up there so i would definitely be in support of you guys going up there hooking up with his majesty uh king tom and going on some weird adventures in ohio item number two um, I know a couple weeks back, Haas, you mentioned that you had an encounter with a lizard on your porch. And the interesting thing about lizards is um, they're symbols of regeneration, uh, you know, regrowth, uh, becoming healthy. And I was just wondering if since 
seeing the lizard and interacting with it, if you've had any uh, changes in your life from that, because, you know, could be seen as a powerful spiritual guide when you have encounters with an animal you don't normally see in real life and as well as in your dreams. And then uh, item number three for this voice message. Dude, I saw the new Spider-Verse movie, took the kids to see it, the wife, and man, I freaking loved it, man. Not only is the animation some of the greatest stuff you've ever seen, the story as well, the emotions, like I think the Spider-Verse could be seen as possibly the greatest superhero comic book series to ever grace the silver screen. And the different animation styles really got me thinking, and it reminded me of Star Wars Visions. Um, And I was wondering, do you guys think that they will ever make just a Star Wars animated movie? And do you think it's something that Disney's even exploring to do? Like, even if Lucasfilm or anyone in-house in Disney, if they don't do it, like, what if they got one of these animation studios they used for Visions or incu- um, in- incorporated various animation styles from a few different and just really made something amazing? And uh, what do you guys think would make for a good animation feature? So I'll check you guys later. Keep it weird. Keep it Star Warsy. Blue Harvest, baby. bro what a good voicemail yeah um, right so uh where do i dig to in? me there's a lot of good stuff that would make an excellent animated film yeah let's hit like, that first um, um specifically some of the stuff that's already on started with the vision stuff mm-hmm. like some of that stuff would make an excellent feature film if i had one choice uh, and i i know i beat this into the damn ground but if i had to choose i would love to see them take the ninth jedi and extrapolate that into a full movie with that same animation studio and everything i would be so happy so so happy um you know it's weird right it's weird to think that for one period in time me and will got to go to the theater and see a star wars animated movie the clone wars movie it was so weird it was dead there was barely anybody in that theater um and honestly the success of the super mario brothers movie and spider-verse would lead me to believe that they have to at least be considering it. Those movies have been so successful, right? Right. To the point where the rumor is now that Illumination is in talks with Nintendo about a few different options for further animated movies. I was about to say, I saw the incorporation, like Nintendo opened its own studio, like its own, I don't know, uh, maybe not animation studio, but like, Nintendo is intending to make lots more movies, I guess is what I meant. You know what is probably, it's probably their version of Lucasfilm Games. Lucasfilm Games doesn't make video games, but what they are, like I said, is the go-between between 
Lucasfilm and the developers that are making games. I bet you Nintendo has a division now that is meant to interface with studios, you know, wanting to make adaptations of their properties and shit. Um, oh, I cannot wait. Those would be great movies. If they're I mean if they're as good as the fucking Mario movies, any of the Nintendo stuff would be really good, especially Legend of Zelda. Zelda's the Zelda and Metroid are the two big ones I'd like to see. I think Mega Man would could be really good too. Mega Man's not Nintendo. Oh, is he not? He's Sega, that's right. Nope. Capcom. Capcom. Yeah. Capcom. Uh now, not that they won't do that and that it wouldn't be great, but that's it's just not Nintendo. I bet you if I had to guess, Zelda is very, very likely at this point. We will probably see that. That's um, really nice to hear. Yeah. Well, I think they're already talking about it, might already be working on it. You know, those animated movies take a long time. Right, like a long right. time to make. Um, and besides that, I wouldn't be surprised if they do like a Donkey Kong spinoff of some point. Maybe Kirby, you know? Metroid is probably a bit of a reach, even though I would love it. I don't know, you know? Um, Metroid doesn't have the same uh, public cachet as like your Mario and your right. um, Zelda, for sure. But could um, be really cool. But yeah, the, with this, the recent success of these animated movies, like you would have to think that somewhere in one of those fucking meetings at Lucasfilm, they're talking about it, you know, and maybe they just want to keep that to, you know, the shows, animated shows and, and, you know, the occasional volume of visions, which supposedly the third one is already in development, which I love to hear. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. Uh, the the cool thing about animation is they could do so much with it, right? Like the Ninth Jedi would be very exciting to me because I liked the Ninth Jedi short short so much. It felt, um, no pun intended, sort of alien to Star Wars because it was set so far in the future and it wasn't just stormtroopers and Tie Fighters and you know X wings and shit. Um. Mm -hmm. I think it, it opens up a lot of potential. Um, you know, I was talking with our friend of the podcast, Hannah, the other day uh, about the Ray movie, right? And I guarantee you that leading into that Ray movie, if it really does come out in May 2026, was not necessarily animation, but we're going to get some crazy tie-in material. Like we're gonna see, so. yeah, we're gonna see the the Star Wars promotion machine really kick back into high gear. I bet you they do books and shit set in between Episode Nine and that Ray movie because it's fifteen years in between the two um, comics. Like, and the cool thing is, is like the one thing that I do kind of like about it being, you know, twenty twenty six and being so far out from Episode Nine is like it's going to be exciting. You know what I mean? Right. Like yes. the hype is going to be there. Um, so that'll be, that'll be neat. But yeah, I would love to see them do a feature length animated movie. I just don't know what it would be. Um, but it would not surprise me if, um, if it did happen eventually, because there's just been a lot of success, especially this year. Right. Like 
Super right. Mario movie did over a billion dollars. Right. Um, I still haven't so seen it. I got crazy. See you know what they need to do is a Monty Mole spinoff. Monty Mole. Now, as far as any changes to my health or otherwise since meeting my lizard, my lizard friend Paul, that's his name, still see him, by the way. I feel like any time I leave the house, when I come back, he's sitting on the front step of my house. And oh, yeah. Twice now, when I've taken Luna out, he's been out there. And Luna stops and sniffs him and then goes about, about her business. He doesn't even mind Luna all that much. Wow. I touched him. That's crazy. I reached down and gave him a little pat, and he ran off when I touched him, but he didn't seem that freaked out. You know what I mean? He just kind of scurried off. He didn't, he didn't haul ass off. Now, Jacob, <clears throat> speaking of animal visitors, like I, I don't know all this mystical business, so maybe you can interpret this for me. For the last week and a half, I have been hearing Walter sing the song of his people to an outside cat who has apparently taken quite the liking to my little buddy Walter and he has taken quite a liking to her so there is an outside cat who I've previously not seen I don't know where she came from she's sort of long-haired she's not scraggly looking so I think it might be an indoor cat that its owners let outside occasionally mm. and <clears throat> it comes and sits on the front step and looks on the front door and Walter just yowls at this cat just sings to her he'll stand up on his hind legs and stretch out on the front door he'll rub up against the front door he likes oh that goodness. cat it's very cute until i get woken up at four in the morning to walter screaming at the top of his lungs at this cat outside <laughs> one the first time it happened i thought he was in pain and i rushed to look and it was just him screaming at the cat oh my goodness and uh, I was telling our buddy Johnny Grasso about it, and he was like, yeah, he, he's probably telling that cat, like, you should come in. He won't notice one extra. It's pretty good in here. We have wet food day every Thursday. Um, so I don't know. What's that mean, Jacob, that I'm just a crazy cat guy, and now the cats are, like, gravitating to my house? Is, that gonna, is it going to be a whole outside cat posse? Um, by the way, this, this cat, very afraid of me. Um, as soon as it sees me, it, it runs off. So interesting. Yeah. But yeah, Walter's got a little outside girlfriend. That's real cute. I I keep hoping she's wild. Yeah. He said, and that's what he likes. He said, Ooh, I just like her wild, untamed vibe, man. Just carefree. Um, I keep hoping it's going to happen while I'm recording or streaming. So you guys can hear the sounds he makes when he goes off oh yeah bro he opens his mouth as wide as it goes and he just sings i wish i knew what he was singing to her man but he'd be serenading her um no no health changes um actually the reason we are recording wednesday this week is tomorrow morning i have to get up and go get uh some medical stuff done which once I get the results, should let me know what the path forward is. More treatment, break in treatment, who knows. But uh, I got to get up early in the morning, go do that, and kind of just want to come home and chill after that and 
probably sleep, right. play some video games, stream a little. So we decided to knock it out. And then Will and I are hanging out on Friday. Sheesh. That's right. Can't wait. All right. <clears throat> so we got an email from our buddy Trey. Hey, Halls and Will. It's your pal Trey, a.k.a. Ghoul Beans. Ghoul Beans be coming. Ghoul Bean. Ghoul Bean, man. Um, Ghoul Bean's be coming by the stream sometime. He he actually helped me crack the code on a um, particularly frustrating Jedi Survivor puzzle one night. Um, he says, man, I've been so excited about massive Star Wars game, but I'm going to be honest. The trailer really bummed me out. Oh, that's a bummer. I could swear I remember them say it was going to be set in the High Republic, which would be perfect, but I feel like they might have put themselves in a box. That's my opinion, obviously, but I think navigating an era we barely seen before would be so much better than one smack in the middle of the original trilogy. So, Trey, you are slightly um, uh, wrong there or, or, or incorrect there. It's actually Star Wars Eclipse that was announced to be part of the High Republic era. Um, I've been seeing a lot of these criticisms being met with people yelling misogynist, but that's not the case here. I just think we need to move away from the overused era, especially with a new game. I was really hoping for a character creator and a class system, but that doesn't seem like the case, which is very disappointing to me. Now, buddy, so far in your email, I've not seen any complaint that would be labeled as misogynistic, but that is out there. Like, go look at the comments on the, the gameplay trailer or the original trailer. And when people are saying that, they're referring to people that are pitching a fit because the main character is a lady that is something that is out there i don't think it's a large amount of people it's and it's the same fucking doo-doo headed motherfuckers that have the same complaint every time a lady shows up in something but you know i don't think uh, so far i haven't seen you make that complaint and i wouldn't figure that you would so mm -hmm. i don't think you fall into that camp there's there's a difference between being disappointed in the era or the type of game that's being presented versus being foaming at the mouth mad that it's a lady that is the main character. Right. Um, also, am I the only one bored with human characters? Give me anything else. I'm tired of humans, man. I love Cal, but man, if he had a head tail or two, I'd be more happy. And now we've got another basic human. Maybe I'm being too harsh, but my hype was completely stamped out after that trailer. Dipping into the original trilogy just seems like a big risk when you have several seemingly untapped eras right in front of you that could allow for all sorts of new experiences and stories, and I think they just locked themselves in a creative box. Um, the cloak commando droid looked dope, I'll admit. I desperately hope I'm wrong and will still be a day one purchase for me, but I have zero hype anymore, unfortunately. Thank you so much for the great podcast and streams. I'm always having a great time. Trey. So listen, buddy, I mean, I, I hadn't even read your email, and I also mentioned, like, did it need to be original trilogy? There's so much set during the original trilogy, so I get that. Um, but, like I also said, it's very marketable, you know? There's a yeah. lot of original trilogy iconography that is going to hit with people besides us right and when i say us i mean the kind of people that are going to do listen to or enjoy star wars podcasting right that means you're a star wars fan that likes to dig a little deeper into the entirety of star wars right um but the like 
you can't just sell video games to those folks. You know, you got to sell like for that game to be because that's a you can look at it and tell that's an expensive ass game that they're making. Right. To make the money back on that investment, you have to get people that aren't just diehard Star Wars fans to play it. Right. Now, I will right. commend them on this. Good job on not making it another Jedi game. And I love playing as a Jedi, but there's more experiences to be had in Star Wars gaming than playing a Jedi. Um, you know, uh, listen, if the first gameplay trailer didn't do it for you, like, don't give up hope. I think there is the potential for this to be a very fun, quality Star Wars game that fills a missing void in Star Wars gaming, which is this explore, explorative, even though there was quite a bit of exploration in Jedi Survivor, open world, multiple planets, you've got your ship, you're, you have different ways you can tackle, right, your quest with the dialogue options and stuff. Right. I, th I say hold on to hope. You know, the other thing is, is we are going to get games in other eras. Not everybody is going to want to do original trilogy set games. Um, they will come. It, we just got to be a little patient with it. Right. Like, okay, for instance, when Disney first started making Star Wars stuff, just think back to how much of that stuff was very centered around or referential to original trilogy stuff, right? Even right. this... The Force Awakens and the sequel trilogy, like they just dusted off TIE Fighters. They made new Stormtroopers, but they were still Stormtroopers. You know what I mean? Right. But as they have continued to make more Star Wars stuff, we're getting more stuff set during the prequel era. We're getting the Obi-Wan show. They Lots of stuff that is referencing and... and you know, uh, taking the prequel stuff into account. And you're going to see that with games too. Now, you know, like a character creator in a class system, I get him on that. I would have loved, you know, a character creator in this game. Um, that's a narrative decision, right? Because there's two different ways. Like if you have a character creator, the game you're playing is meant to be you playing the kind of character you want to play in that game. Yeah, customizing right. all your options. Right, Skyrim, anything. Yeah. Uh, any cyberpunk, any one of those games that have a character creator, even like something like Diablo to an extent. But um, that's a very different style of video game writing, right? And what's clear is that they have a very specific narrative that they want to tell in outlaws and mm -hmm. that could be good like it could be a good story it could be a not so good story it could be a bad story we won't know until the game's out um but that's just the approach to how they're wanting to do that story now dialogue options are not i love bioware games like they are some of my favorite games they're one of my favorite developers i love mass effect those dialogue options they do change the game and the story, but not in huge, massive ways all the time. No. So don't expect like this game to be like massively different based on your choices and dialogue options as well. I really liked what I saw, like yeah. the ability, you know, 
it basically it was a little quick little conversation and you had like one option mm-hmm. of how you could play it and then it carried out from there. I really like that. Yeah, and and it looks what what I like about the potential for that, right? Cuz you notice so in the first part of the game uh when she gets caught by the pikes and has to make the escape, her reputation with the pikes goes down. So there's going to be a faction and reputation system. And that's going to change the game, right? If it's done right, it should change the game. Meaning right. like, you know, um, it can change who you work for and what quests and stuff you have open. To me, what's exciting about that is replayability. You can play Star Wars Outlaws from beginning to end one way, do different quests, be in, involved with different factions. And then if you want to do another game, you can go a completely different route. Um, that's cool. If they do that right and that's how it works, that is very cool. I was going to say, that's another part of the cool customizable character thing is the replayability. You can play it different ways. Yeah. Now, you know, the, the, there's different levels of that as well. And we're, and mm-hmm. honestly, we're just going to have to see how they pull it off in Outlaws. All right. We got one more email. This is from our buddy Sam. Howdy, Halls and Will. After last week's talk about using the Galactic Star Cruiser as a wrap location for finding love and Loveland, I started thinking about the soon-to-be-extinct hotel. <clears throat> if you guys were both given an unlimited amount of money to renovate the Galactic Star Cruiser hotel, what would you want to add or change to the experience? Other than Kia D and Turgle the Shithead Frog, are there any other characters that would be at the hotel? Would you even want to keep it in the sequel trilogy era? Anyway, thanks for the last, fellas, and I hope you have a great week. Best wishes, Sam. Ooh. Ooh. That's tough, buddy. It is tough. So, the one thing, so, you know, when they made the Galactic Star Cruiser, they did a whole backstory for the ship, right? Mm-hmm. I think it would be cool if seasonally the era of the Galactic Star Cruiser was different, right? So like you go and maybe it's in the High Republic era and there's a whole different story and different characters there. Or maybe it's in the original trilogy era and, you know, once again, instead of Kylo showing up, Vader shows up, Boba Fett shows up. Right. (laughs) Prequel trilogy, sequel trilogy. I think you could, it would be cool if like you could, fuck around and do different eras with that. Now, you know, that makes it a lot more complicated, I'm sure, but I do think that would be cool. Like you could book when you book it, you're like, "Oh shit, it's it's original trilogy week or month or whatever. I'm going to go do that or whatever." Yeah. I guess you're filthy fucking rich if you're going to fucking <laughs> uh experience all the different eras. Um I'd certainly want Kiati Mundi and Turgle to be part of it. Um I don't know, like, I definitely wouldn't have Star Wars line dancing be part of it. I saw that, and that was one of the few things I saw, and I was like, this is a little cringe. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, But, like, you know, the little missions you go on and, like, the combat that they got in where, like, they were fighting the First Order and shit, that looked cool. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought the stuff with Rey and Kylo looked cool. Um, now this is just a matter of personal taste and preference. The like galactic pop star lady and stuff, not really my thing. You know, if, if you're someone that thinks that's really cool, then, you know, by all means have a blast, but just not really my thing. 
It'd right, be, not you. Yeah. If I had it, it would be fucking the galactic version of Tool, and it would have gone out of business way faster <laughs> than it already <laughs> is. So, you know, what the fuck do I know? Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what I would change. I, You know what I... One day they have to figure out having a fucking Dejaric table. One of these experiences. Like, I want to sit down with a dude in a Chewbacca suit and play some weird Phil Tippett stop-motion creature chess against somebody, you know? That would be super fucking cool. Yeah. That'd be, you know what? That would be a cool VR game. Like, uh... Yeah. That would... Be. I wonder... So, I've played, you know, the Vader Immortal one. I haven't mm-hmm. played Tales of Galaxy's Edge. I wonder if they're, if that's in that one at all. That's a really good idea, Will. How is that not... In a VR yeah, game. how is Star Wars Hollow Chest not? It's gotta be somewhere. Fucking a VR game. If not, give us a couple of bucks, Lucasfilm Games, and we'll get to work for you, bro. You'll be I got some, you, dude. You'll be doing some wild shit in that Star Wars VR game if I'm working <laughs> on it, bro. It's gonna be wild. You, the reveal of that at the Summer Games Fest, they're gonna have to clear the room. Of anybody under 18, because it's about to get weird. <laughs> I, I roll out on stage. I don't know why my wheelchair wheels are, are squeaking. I just like to set a little theater of the mind. I'm very nervous. People can tell my hands are shaking even more than normal. And I go, hey, everybody. Uh, I know you might not be. F- this is one of my favorite or one of Steve's favorite bits I do on High Potion is where I pretend I'm at a video game conference making a presentation. I know you might not know me, but uh, my name's Halls, lifelong Star Wars fan, lifelong video game fan. And uh, a couple of years ago, I made a pitch to Lucasfilm Games and my buddy Will and my buddy Steve and I got to work. Now, we're old guys, right? Um, But we still get down on games. In fact, Will and I were just playing some Fortnite last night. Nobody laughs. I'm trying to get laughs, right? I'm like, shoot, mm-hmm. tough crowd. Well, for the last two years, we've been working with a talented team of developers, and we've put together what I feel is the ultimate Star Wars VR experience. Now, that gets the crowd murmuring a little bit. Right. So, coming next year to the Oculus Quest 6, I'm proud to present Star Wars Waifus. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be a great game. Sell four copies. Sell sell four copies. (laughs) One to Will, one to me, one to Steve, and then one to one other dude. Sold. Sold. Embarrass my family and the name. My dad calls me him. He says, you brought shame to the Burkhart name. You have shamed Star Wars waifus. He said, if I could go back in time to 1987 and stop you from watching Star Wars the first time I would. I'd be like, dang, Dad, that's the harshest thing you've ever said to me. You're normally so mild-mannered. Damn, dude. He shaves off his mustache in shame and starts wandering the world like Kane and Kung Fu. Whew. Sad. Maybe they shouldn't let me design or develop a Star Wars video game. <laughs> 
you know? No, I think they totally should. Oh, shit. I think they'd be happy Bro. with what they got. Bro, literally, I can't believe this. I just got a, I just got the notification in my Gmail that a new email came through. Mm -hmm. um, dude, what a turnaround. Trey just emailed zero minutes ago, 11.04. He said, after seeing the gameplay trailer, I'm a little more excited and not feeling nearly as negative as I was when I wrote the first email. I still wish there was a character creator and set in a different era, but hey, it's Star Wars, and I'm going to have a great time, no doubt about it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, Trey. I'm glad to see you a little more stoked, buddy. All right, man, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap it up there. Um, thanks for recording with me. I know we've been doing dude, some thank Wednesdays. You for recording me. Sorry to fuck up and change the schedule so much, but. Oh, dude, it's all good. I got to go get it. Oh, that sounds fun. That's oh, kinky. Boy. No, sir. No, sir. Taint fun. Taint fun. Not at all. I'm I'm out for it, so it's not like I get to be awake and watch the horror like I'm in a David Cronenberg movie. Anyways, mm -hmm. guys, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, remember, probably no episode next week. It just depends. If something big happens, then I'll see if Will and I can't record on Tuesday or something. Um, just to get something out. But otherwise, come hang out on the Twitch channel. Watch me lose my mind. Um, leave us a review if you haven't already. If you like the theme song, please be sure to check out the band that provided the music. They're Stoned Cobra. You can find them on iTunes, Spotify, and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And speaking of Stoned Cobra, if you like that song, I bet you you'll love our buddy Steve, who I do a video game podcast with. It's called High Potion, and you can catch it every Monday wherever you listen to podcasts. And we'll see you guys soon, if not next week, the week after that. Until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Halls Burkhart. And I'm Will Witten. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with all of you. May the Force be with us. <laughs> <laughs>